Well, hi, and thanks for joining me for the weekly wrap-up. This is utlradio.com, your business success and legal information station, and I'm your host, Peter Lamont. Well, good Friday morning. Uh, we've had a lot of stuff that we've talked about over this past week, and for those of you who missed it, that's what this show is all about. We're going to wrap it up for you here in a very brief neat little package. And then if you have any interest in in listening to the full episode, of course, I encourage you to go do that. And you can do so either through utlradio.com, through subscribing to the show on iTunes. It's a free show, so you can subscribe right there. You can also find the show on Stitcher. You can also find it on blogtalkradio.com. So a variety of options for you to choose if you're interested in listening to the full podcast episodes. But we do this weekly wrap-up because I don't want you to miss out on anything that might be of interest to you. And I know that everybody has a very busy schedule. We're all very busy in our lives, and it's oftentimes difficult to sit and and listen to, you know, a whole week's worth of podcasts. And so I'm hoping that with the weekly wrap-up, it'll let you know exactly what show you might want to listen to in its complete entirety. All right, so let's go back to this past Monday. Business, Legal, and Week in Review, October 19th, 2015. And we talked about uh, a lot of things that that have been in the news lately, including Volkswagen and uh, the fact that numerous people, I mean, when I say numerous, I'm talking about like hundreds. Hundreds of people are either in the process of filing a class action against Volkswagen or they are contemplating or they're meeting with attorneys because of Volkswagen's decision to install an emissions masking computer device on Volkswagen vehicles, certain models, um, in an effort to avoid compliance with some of the emission standards. And, you know, we talked about the fact that that, to me, is completely unbelievable that a company the size of Volkswagen would do something like that. It makes no sense because, you know, they're such a big brand. They're such a big name. And when you go and do something like that, not only does it hurt the executives, the directors of the company, but it hurts the brand. Now, in the long run, will anybody look back and, re- and remember this? Are people left and right? you know, setting Volkswagen stations on on fire, Volkswagen dealers on fire? No. Is it going to have a massive impact? Probably not. I think that this class action will happen. I think that multiple class actions will happen, and they're going to pay out a lot of money. Whether or not it bankrupts the company, we don't know. Uh, But it certainly is interesting to see how such poor decision-making could lead to such a significant problem when really all they had to do was do things the right way in the first place. So we talked about that, which I think, uh, you know, it's a good lesson on doing things the right way instead of looking for shortcuts, because in the end, you're going to end up spending so much more time and money, and God knows what consequences you're going to have. So we talked about that. We also talked about the court deciding that the lawsuit against Google Books for copyright infringement could be dismissed. So in other words, the court decided that Google Books does not constitute copyright infringement of the author's original work. And for those of you unfamiliar with Google Books, it is a, it's like a book screening um, capability that Google has. You can type in the book and you can scan through certain pages and depending upon the book and the author, how many pages are visible, 
Um, you know, you might get 50 pages, you might get 30 pages, you might get 100 pages. Nevertheless, um, the courts found that that this doesn't constitute copyright infringement on the part of Google, and it's going to be allowed to continue. And we talked about the fact that Google Books can actually be very helpful because it might make people buy the books more than they would if they just read the description on the back of the book. So we talked about that. We also talked about um, the 21 top things that executives or successful entrepreneurs do. And, you know, normally that's not um, considered, at least to me, to be a news story. But I thought that it was such a good article. I believe it was in Inc.com. And it really was, I think, unique and helpful. A lot of good information there. So if you are interested in going through and listening to those 21 tips that were provided by successful entrepreneurs, I would encourage you to listen to Monday's show. Um, It's going to give you a breakdown of all of the 21 things. Uh, So I would actually it's 25. I'm just looking at it now. 25 executives reveal the daily habits responsible for their success. So um, I'd encourage you to check it out. There is a link, and we discuss it. So uh, I'll give you a quick taste. Number one was never waste a lunch. Number two, write one thank you note every day. Number three, be in the moment. Number four, don't hide in your office. Number five, play and be silly. And it goes on and on, and it's a very good article. So I encourage you to take a look at it and, of course, to listen to the full episode. And um, unfortunately, my co-host Bob Hughes was not available on Monday, so it was just me. It was a, um, I think, a little bit of a shorter show. So if you're interested in, in checking that out, I don't think that that show is going to take up much of your time. So check that out. That was Monday the 19th. Then we move over to Tuesday for our legal Q&A, and we talked about what happens at a deposition. And this is really good for everybody. If you're a lawyer, if you're a a client, if you are a pro se litigant, if you're involved in a lawsuit, I think knowing what to expect at a deposition is super critical to your success. Because oftentimes, people screw up at depositions, not because they're lying, not because they don't know what they're doing, but because they're nervous. As a matter of fact, when I do deposition prep for witnesses, you know, the, the main thing that I hear from them is, I understand what I have to do. I have to tell the truth, but I'm so nervous. And I don't know, you know, if I'm being tricked or if they're trying to draw an answer out of me that that maybe I, I, I'm going to phrase in a different way than I should. And I think knowing what to expect and having that level of comfort is extremely important because then you're going to be, I think, in a better position. You're going to be able to go in feel confident, feel like you know what's going to go on. You're not going to feel so nervous, at least not with the procedural happenings of the depositions. You know, when I do debt prep for uh, witnesses, I will actually run through the entire introduction that the opposing counsel, the, the attorney that's going to be deposing the witness, is going to go through. And when they hear how it happens and they are familiar with what's going to be said and what's going to be done, it puts people at ease and it makes them focus on being able to just tell the truth, which is when you give deposition testimony, honestly, your sole obligation to tell the truth. But people get nervous, they get caught up, they don't know the procedure, and that's what Tuesday's show was about. So check out Tuesday's show if you're interested in learning more about what happens at a deposition. Jump over to Wednesday 
October 21st, and we talked about how much money you should spend on creating a website. And we talked about 10, 15 years ago, you know, even really as recently, I would say, as five years ago, it seemed as though if you wanted a pro business website, then you needed to go and drop buckets of cash on an experienced designer to help you build your site. And that is just not true in today's day and age. There are so many affordable and easy to understand and to use platforms out there. We talked about Wix.com being one of them. And it's just so easy for somebody who has you know, adequate computer skills to go on and to create a website without the need to drop $100,000 on a website. And I talked in the show about someone that I had dealt with who was approached by a web designer and they wanted something like $250,000 to $500,000 to complete their, their website. And when you look at the proposal, a lot of it was meetings and you know discuss this and brainstorm and a lot of nonsense and a lot of just whacking you for additional fees. And you know we talk about the fact that you can, you absolutely can, hands down, regardless of your experience with building websites, you can build a website right now if you put some time and effort into it and save yourself an absolute ton of money. So we talk about that on Wednesday, so check that out. And then yesterday, Thursday, um, the 22nd, this was an interesting show. Now, normally, this is our Understanding Business show where we interview successful entrepreneurs, celebrities, uh, authors, artists, you name it, and we try to learn some things from them, right? So we don't have to recreate the wheel. We're going to learn what works for them, what doesn't work for them, and that's what we talk about on that show. Yesterday was a special show. Uh, we talked to a gentleman by the name of Anthony Devino, who is an electrician in New York City. And his story, if you're on the East Coast, I'm sure you've seen it on the news, was interesting because he was involved in a very, very contentious and expensive divorce. And he ran out of money, essentially, to pay his lawyer, and the lawyer wouldn't continue to represent him. So he, out of desperation, went out and posted flyers, stapled them to lampposts, light posts, put them on, uh, you know, paper, uh, uh, newspaper dispensing machines, put them everywhere he could around Brooklyn and I believe it was uh, Suffolk courthouses. And he was essentially asking a lawyer to barter services with him, to trade legal representation for electrical work. And within a matter of days, he was able to secure a relationship with a new attorney who has agreed to help represent him through the remainder of his divorce. And we had him on the show yesterday, right? Not typically what we would have on the show, but I thought it was very interesting. We talked to him about his decision to post the signs. And, you know, he talked about the desperation. He also talked about his experience with lawyers and what they charge and how they work and, you know, how he believes that lawyers should get paid, but that they should also have some compassion and that it shouldn't be all about the money. And so that was, um, it was a very refreshing discussion. It was nice to hear too from somebody who is going through something so difficult and can firsthand sort of convey to us what he was feeling throughout this. And I also talked about the fact that 
there is something that can be done that lawyers can do to help accommodate clients, and that is alternate fee arrangements. We talked a little bit about that. So if you were an attorney and you're interested in learning more about alternate fee arrangements, check out that show. If you're not an attorney and you might need to hire one, then you should also be aware of this idea of alternative fee arrangements. They're out there. And finally, we concluded by confirming essentially that in New York and other states, bartering services in exchange for for legal work, so long as the lawyer um, stays true to his obligations as an attorney, perfectly legal. So we talked all about that. That was on yesterday's show, October 22nd, 2015. Check that out if you're interested in learning more about that. All right, that's it. That's the weekly wrap-up. So here we are, very short, very brief, and I told you what happened. Uh, just a couple announcements. We are in the process of redesigning utlradio.com once again. And uh, I think that based upon feedback we've received, you guys are going to love this update. This is going to be, I think, a very easy to understand, easy to navigate site. Uh, I'm excited about it. So we're hoping that within the next week, by this time next week, I'll be able to tell you about the brand new utlradio.com site. Also, I want to remind you that you know, you're listening to this podcast, and I hope that you've subscribed on iTunes so that you're notified of all the new podcasts that are uploaded. But I also want to make you aware of some other things. This is available on Stitcher. This is available on Blog Talk Radio. You can subscribe anywhere. Okay, You can listen to the podcast directly through iTunes. This is a free podcast. Uh, and I want to remind you, too, that the podcast is separate from the YouTube channel. So on the YouTube channel, we have everything from Law Basics, where we talk about how to handle certain things, how to do certain things. We've got some business Q&A, some legal Q&A. So if you are only listening to the podcast, then you're missing out on another part of utlradio.com, which is the videos. So make sure that you subscribe on the YouTube channel, subscribe on the podcast, and I want to ask you a favor. Please do me this favor and post your comments. Let us know that you enjoy the show. Give us a, a thumbs up on YouTube. And, and for those of you out there listening to this podcast, it would mean so much if you would write uh, a review of this podcast on iTunes. Uh, it just, you know, it helps us in our rankings and it lets me know that we are on the right track, giving you the right information that you need in order to be successful in business and in your life. So it would really mean a lot, and I, I you know, ask you to just take a minute and, and just give us a comment, write a review on iTunes. It means a lot to me, and, um, and I'd greatly appreciate it. So, so please consider doing that. Also, I want to remind you of the free guide that's available on utlradio.com right now. It is the top 10 legal writing tips for non-lawyers. This is a maybe 10-page document. It's free, and it gives you the top 10 tips that you need to be aware of when drafting a legal document. And when I say legal document, I'm not solely referring to something like a power of attorney. I'm talking about a letter you might have to write to your neighbor who is um, you know, listening to loud music at all hours of the night, or a letter that you might have to write to the town because they haven't fixed a defective condition on your property that they're responsible for. Or maybe you're involved in a lawsuit. You need to write a letter to the judge. 
these easy to read, very you know, brief top 10 tips are going to help you in general with your legal writing. And that's available for free at utlradio.com. There's a link on the right-hand side. You can't miss it. It's a box. It says top 10 legal writing tips for the non-lawyers. Click the download and get your free download. Check it out. And when you do get it, let me know what you think. Uh, We are going to be releasing, hopefully before the end of the year, a brand new book, and we're very excited about it. It is a book about legal writing for the non-lawyers. So we're going to be expanding upon the tips that we are providing in the free handout, and we're going to you know, expand upon it in, in a book. And I'd love to hear what you guys think about that, that, um, that proposed book idea. You know, we're, I'm writing it right now, and I'd love to know what you think. Is it a good idea? Is it something that you'd like to see? I've also received a lot of requests for some materials on things like handling your own lawsuit and depositions. So, you know, stay tuned for those things as well. But I'm able to kind of order, put in order the things that we're doing, the projects that we're working on when I know and I can hear from you guys, hey, you know, it's most important for us to learn how to do some legal writing. And then it's, it's important for us to do, uh, you know, general lawsuit stuff. So let me know your comments and feedback, your calls, your emails. That's what helps me decide in what order we're going to start working on these projects to get them out to you as quickly as possible. Well, that's going to do it for, for me for uh, the Week in Review on utlradio.com. I want to thank you for being fans of the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend as uh, this is, well, I guess this is the last weekend before Halloween. So hopefully you're getting in all of your fall activities. You have your pumpkins picked out. You visited farms. You've done your apple picking. And uh, you've had a great fall and then we look forward to a very very exciting holiday season so thanks again have a great weekend don't forget to share this information with your friends family and colleagues let them know about utlradio.com your business success and legal information station i'll see you next time